Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible Belt Bros podcast. Today's a great episode. We're going to hang out with our friends over at Vets That Matter. They're an organization that uh, is local to us and Andrew's a part of and is just great friends of ours. And uh, their local mission is fighting for the 22 and that represents the 22 veterans that take their own lives each and every day. And they're just out to show vets that they're not alone that they can come back and they have a place to belong, a place to be able to be understood and not have to hide their feelings and the things that they're going through. And so I, they're just a great organization. They're blowing up here in our city and they're just great people, have a great cause. And so we just appreciate you guys uh, listening to them, getting their own mission. You can find them at vetsthatmatter.org and there's a way, place that you can learn more about them. You can donate. Um, you can just get involved, maybe figure out how, how you in your own local community can start a Vets That Matter. And uh, these are just, again, great people. And Andrew had this brilliant idea to go over to their place and uh, hang out with them in their shop. So we're trying something a little different for this episode, more of a coffee house, coffee shop style of recording. So we just set up a mic and... Uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. My name's Shannon, and I got connected with Vets That Matter. My wife saw something about it on social media. I think it was through a friend of hers, and uh, she said, hey, you ought to check this out. It seems like something you might enjoy, and uh, I'm really glad I did. My name's Mark, and... Uh... I actually got connected with Vets That Matter through attending here at CTM. Um, Not in the military, but I've spent the last 17 years in law enforcement. I did 13 years in the United States Air Force, um, and it was fun. Um, I'm from Oklahoma. My wife is what brought us here back to uh, Sand Springs. I'm not real familiar with the area, so it's... um, At first, I thought I could come and and share my experience working at the VA and help some vets. Um, But what I didn't realize is it's much more than that. Um, Who knows what it'll blossom into, but it's been amazing. Uh, I realized that the guys that that I've met through there, I need them more than than they need me there. And uh, that's what's been so magical about it for me. A lot of the problems that the vets have, uh, those of us in first responder positions also deal with those same issues and I wanted to know how I can help the vets that come back and also help understand for other first responders maybe what they're going through to help them as well. It's given me a better understanding of what these other men and women are going through and we're able to relate on a on a level that is not only centered in Christ, but we can also rely on and talk with each other about things that are going on in our lives and get a better understanding so we don't have to keep them inside. The one thing that I believe is beautiful about it is it's not just for veterans. That's what I thought when I came here, um, but you have first responders as well. To open up and talk with somebody is, is the best way to have whatever therapy you may be needing whether it's laughing, whether it's crying, whether it's working through a problem together, you're, you're not alone. Is this an office? A hangout? What is this place? I don't know what you call it. I just call it the shop. I call it the shop. The shop? It's the okay. shop. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. It's good stuck. That's stuck so far. So. That's only the, yeah. I like it. It's it kind of cool. the show. I've been involved with it for a minute. That's, I didn't know what it was it's called. called. I just called it. It's called VTM. It, it offers a lot of uh, things that we could do, you know, for resources. Such as podcasts. Such as podcasts. Which is kind of what we're doing. An anime. Is this your first <laughs> podcast? It's my first podcast. It's definitely one. Nice. We're popping that podcast to charity. Well, we're not very popular, so you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) You might be after this. You never know. So your guys' organization is called Vets That Matter. What what is Vets That Matter, technically? Vets That Matter is an organization. Uh, It's a 5013C. So it's an organization that provides assistance and resources to... Uh, veterans, young and old, and first responders, young and old. And it uh, runs through uh, every core group of the uh, of the uh, military groups, um, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, um, Coast Guard, Coast Guard. <laughs> and Space Force. You can't Space, say Coast Space Guard Force. without laughing. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I take Space Force more serious <laughs> than Coast Guard. <laughs> And then also, it for uh, when we say first responders, uh, police officers, uh, EMS, um, nur- nurses, um, anybody who deals with or has to provide emergency assistance or non-emergency assistance to uh, individuals. So we uh, we live on a on a three-tier system. Um, it's a uh, we uh, it's veterans, family, community. And uh, if we're not doing one, we're doing the other three. But the main goal of Vets That Matter is is that uh, our motto is fighting for the 22. And fighting for the 22 means is that there is somebody out there right now that's a first responder or a veteran who is thinking or will have committed suicide within the next hour. And our goal is to get rid of that number in some form or fashion. So I actually just read a stat a few days ago that we're 59, it was, we were 59 days into the year and already 11,000 veterans have committed suicide. That's right. And and, and, the, and the main problem is, is one, is that, you know, a veteran or first responder, they get to see some things that normal they get to, they get put a veteran or a first responder gets put in an abnormal situation in a normal society, and they have to they have to take that home, and they have to learn how to try to handle it. And one of the things that society doesn't really provide is a way to handle it. And so they end up sh- shoving that deep inside, and then they keep piling it up. All that you know, they keep piling it up, and then over time, they become recluse, and then they. Uh, they don't know. They they don't want to talk to their family because they're afraid of what, the things that they might think their family might think of them. Um, there's just a gamut of things, and so what you end up is you end up with this individual who loses their support system, and they just want out of it. Right? They're, they're kind of shut off to the they're world. Shut off to the world, and uh, we are. Our goal is to our goal is to grab them out of those places, to bring them back, and to let them know no matter what's going on. We want to help them. We're a spoken wheel system, and we provide resources, and we will get them to somebody that can help them. We'll have, find a way to help them. Right. So first off, uh, one thing we didn't do 
introduce each other. In right. names, yeah. I was sitting there going, maybe we should tell you. So, <laughs> you guys uh, tell us who you are first. Uh, my name's Wayne Pate, and uh, I'm the president of Vets That Matter, and also did 20 years in the United States Navy. And my name's Warren Hood. I'm a, I'm a Army soldier today. Um, and then also we have uh, Mark Swaffer, who is uh, uh, our first responder coordinator. Uh, he's not here today. He's a boy. And you know, An- Andrew's been with us since the beginning, so he, you know, he's heard the spiel. He knows everything about what we're about. All right. So, do your introduction. Oh, my introduction? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm never on the show. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm Andrew Fisher. Um, I was eight years Army uh, medic. So, Dusty. And I'm Dusty Hope, a uh, 10 year Call of Duty veteran. <laughs> 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 this is actually like a. The That's second funny. podcast episode in a row, Fish, that, is that like a thousand I'm the kids? outsider. We had one with Johnny not too long ago, and he's they're all talking about guns. Yeah. yeah. I don't, and Dusty's a, a, a girly man. No, I have some, I, have, I just, there's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not happy today. Because I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I forgot about this podcast today, guys. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, say, that that sure is a nice outfit. Right? Yes. All right. <laughs> That's an awesome outfit. We need to start a video podcast. I don't think people believe what Andrew wears to some of these things. <laughs> well, you know, it was comfy. I'm wearing my OKC Thunder pajama pants, a cut-off Army shirt, so people know I'm in the Army, or was. <laughs> So uh, I actually want to give a, a testament to Vets That Matter. Uh, I know we go to, you just start a house church in Vets That Matter on Monday nights. And uh, one of the things that I asked for prayer for was uh, my addiction to Xbox. Uh, I've been heavily addicted for a long time, you can ask Dusty. Uh, but I, I really feel it was because of Vets That Matter and me being, having an outlet and being able to talk to guys and come up here at least once a week that that I was able to give up that addiction because I use, use that as a platform to kind of hide right. my wife. It's, it's tough talking to Lisa about what I did in the military and what you've seen. Right. And so, it's like I'm, a decompress mechanism. Right. Like I do that same kind of thing, like if I have anxiety issues or something, I'll go to Xbox. It just makes my mind try to stop thinking about what it is and focus on it. See, a lot of people think that veterans especially, and first responders, that alcohol is the first thing they go to, you know, to to get away from the problems in the past and, and all the things that they're dealing with. But, I mean, it could be anything. Right. Xbox, it could be, you know, guys are... Everybody's different, right? Um, but yeah, I get it because my son. I think I can see in my both my sons they could easily do exactly what you would do. Just filter themselves off to a room, yeah. disconnect from everything. Absolutely, and I don't know why they do it because they ain't the hardest right. thing they've seen is a, just a cold day in Oklahoma. They ain't seen squat, <laughs> you know right? I mean? Right. But but that is the culture today, yeah. unfortunately. Now the the issue I do have with this new Andrew that has showed up is the very next day he freaking shows up at my house <laughs> in the mo- like early in the morning because 
he just usually is playing Xbox and he doesn't want to play Xbox. Really? Can't play, it, so he's coming over here. I'm like, what the? <laughs> That's a true idea. <laughs> I said, hey, this is the new Andrew. This is I, just showing up, honking my horn outside your house to answer the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, you know, starting that that Monday uh, house church here, and I, I mentioned it whenever we ended Monday. I didn't want. I, I didn't want to come up here. Because I, I, I just like once I get home, I'm done. I want to be with my family. And, but after we had had our little thing in here Monday night, um, I was very pleased with the outcome, the way I felt. And I was very glad that I did come up here and make the time. And, and I got a chance to meet your wife, which I've, I've met your wife, but I don't know your wife. I right. talked to her, you know, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a. Definitely a great first step for us for that part of that's the matter because I think that we, we need it and some other people that are in our group they need it all right. as well that don't maybe have an opportunity to go to a church at all but maybe they might feel a little bit more comfortable coming here because um, I I, mean, I I feel very comfortable in this space you know I very, whenever I say this is our space. I mean it. When I walk in this door, this is my space. That's how I, I want everybody that's part of us to feel. So, yeah, I was very pleased with how that went out. And, uh, I, I pray that that just it just grows from there. You know what I mean? Um, we got an opportunity here to do some good things, and, and it's a good start for us for sure. So, where do you see bets that matters going? <clears throat> well, it's crazy because this thing can uh, can really cascade into something real big real fast which I hope it does but it makes me nervous at the same time right. um, I don't I don't want to bash any of these other groups that are out here helping veterans or whatever but I don't want to see ourselves go down a path that uh, we lose, the yeah we lose sight of what we're really here for um, and, and the main thing I think once once you got people that are you know cl- taking money out of the, the group to do this as a daily job um, I think it changes things and it can make it not so much uh, what we're wanting it to be and uh, which as long as I'm part of that's the matter I personally will never take a nickel from this place I don't care what how much money we end up making uh, for the group and for the the community I I just don't think that this will be I'll never take a nickel from it it's not what I started this with uh, with Warren for is to make money this is to help people in our community and and to really make a difference in some of these people's lives, which I've already seen. So it's been pretty cool. But I, I pray that it just keeps going, man. Every time that I think it, we're not doing something, something pops up. It's just craziness, you know, sometimes. Right. So what made you guys want to start Vets of Matter or start a veterans organization? So uh, it's, it's really kind of, if you want to talk about how God puts people on a path, okay. if you want to talk about a path that you just never see coming, this is a story. So, so um, you know, I'm in the military almost 30 years now, but I, I would have been almost a year, almost a year ago. Um, <clears throat> Susan, my wife, Susan, and I have been coming to Church of Manners for a little while. And anyways, we had met Wayne's wife, Brandy, because we were going to the house church, their house church. And so when he, she talked about this guy who we never saw, and we, you know, he was off somewhere, and, and we said, you know, hey, you know, you know, whatever, you know, this is your thing going on. Never really thought about it a whole lot, 
And uh, so anyways, um, about a year ago, he finally comes home. And uh, Wayne meets me, and I meet him, and Wayne, you know, Wayne goes, you know, hey, my wife's told me a lot about you and how you're doing, and, I, and he, had had, he had mentioned some feelings about, you know, hey, you know, I just kind of feel out of place, and, but I want to help change that. And I was like, hey, Wayne, I have the same feeling. I feel out of place, and I know there's other people out there too, veterans that are just like that, and I want to make a difference, and I want to change, I want to make that change. Five months later, where Wayne and I are, are making making the shift to you know talk to to Rusty and, and say, hey, can we borrow your area for a little bit for the weekend on Saturdays? And poof, Wayne and I didn't know anybody from from anybody from Sunshine, right? So we we just didn't know, and it was just on our hearts at the same time to to start this matter. And it went from it went from five people to where we are today in a year. And it's it, every step of the way, God has provided the guidance and the and the way for it to be what it is today. Now, what we what Wayne and I and Mark try to do, because you know Mark came in, he Mark was the first one and one of the first meetings. So Mark came in just like that. But we have tried to do our best not to guide the ship, but allow God to use us to guide the ship, so that we don't make decisions based on what we think should be going on because when you ask the question about where do we think we're going to be I would have to say God's going to show us where we're going to be and we're going to try we're going to try to stay in tune with him because usually every Saturday somebody news walks through that door and says yeah, you see right. and Lately says hey I can do this or somebody says have you guys thought about that and we we all talk about it and everybody here so there's some huge plans for us in the future just like the, just like the, uh, just like the house church, right? That's a new thing, but we're so excited because we've just started that for two weeks. But guess what? In, in six months, it's going to evolve into something so much different, right? But still have the same foundation that we is going to. It's going to be a great thing. I'm, I'm really excited on where we're going to go, and but I like I said. As long as man does not make the change and allow, just allows God to, to have his hands in it, I think we're going to be fine. It's kind of crazy, too, though, but I don't because I don't want to toot our horn too much. But we still have a lot of guys in our own church where we started this thing at that we know are, are, are ex-military uh, people that aren't involved with what we're about. And it's typical for most military guys, and you know this, once we get comfortable, uh, we don't want nobody bothering us and... Uh, and that's still, the, you know, paying, you know, doing that stuff over there with some of these guys. When I talk to them, I find out they're in a service, and either he talks to them, I talk to them, or somebody in our group talks to them about what we're about. We're still not seeing them come over here, so we still have a lot of work to do just in our little church over here. Um, but I feel that we're reaching people um, more and more each week, and. You know, we had this conversation about marketing and all that kind of stuff for Vesta Matter. I think we're lacking in that area. and uh, But the word of mouth is starting to get out there, especially with the newer guys. They're telling their friends and people are starting to show up. And we're getting we're getting there. We now have the uh, Sand Springs police officers. They come and use our space at night, which is, is, is exactly what we wanted. Uh, we want them to be able to come in here, do some work use the restroom if they need to, eat their lunch, watch a little TV on their break, 
and it's free security system for everybody that has a business here in this in the Prattville market. Right. Yeah. Period. We drove by. I drove by here last night. He did too. There's there's two or three cop cars sitting in the parking lot. Ain't nobody going to come and bother anybody in here when we got police officers in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that part of it, because when we started this, I will not lie, I personally focused my my whole ministry, I guess you call it, around the veteran side of this. I didn't even put forth any effort towards the first responder side because I didn't even think about first responders until Mark came to our first meeting and, and and I didn't know Mark very well at all. And he kind of explained to all of us um, why he was there. And he was there because well, he's a lieutenant in Sepulpa Police Department and has people that work under him that are ex-military, but they also have to deal with ex-military guys out in public uh, with Domestic violence is a big thing with us because of issues that right. we deal with, uh, drinking and, and all that kind of stuff that goes on with it. And he kind of wanted to just kind of hear what we were about so that he could maybe talk to his guys and say, hey, this is what these guys, some of these guys are going through some issues. So maybe we need to handle, when we run up on somebody that we know that's in the military or was in the military, maybe we, need, we can handle it a different way than we're used to uh, maybe try to understand a little bit more of where they're coming from and why they act the way they do. And, and that just blew me away because that was something that I didn't even think about when we started this group. That was not even a thought in my mind. And then, you know, the, the more that I've gotten to know Mark and, you know, one-on-ones that I've had with him and just talking to him about some of the stuff that, that he's seen throughout his 18 years being a, a police officer, man, it's no different than anything that anybody else in the military has seen in the war zone. You know, but they see it with uh, smaller kids on a regular basis. You know, every day it could be with them. And uh, there's no way that them doing what they do, especially being uh, in homicide uh, division, that there's not a PTSD problem or, or some kind of mental problems going on. Because you can't watch that stuff away. It just doesn't go away. Um, so that's why I feel that, you know, and firemen are, are the same ones. We haven't had an opportunity yet to get really any firefighters up in here, uh, which I really wish that they, they would come over and hang out with us and, and talk to us, but those guys see some bad things, obviously, too, you know. I don't think that you would ever get that smell out of your nose, you know, in some of the situations they roll up on, or seeing a kid in a situation. I just, uh, this that's why this space is here, though, so that they could come in here and, you know, I know firefighters got the, their house, and they can, it's, right. you know what yeah. I mean, it's maybe a little bit different than it is for the police, but... Uh, I still think that they they belong here. If they want to come, they definitely the doors open for them. But I, I'm very pleased uh, where we're going. We're slowly getting getting there. I, I just you know there's still some guys that I just wish would you know got great ideas. Jump in here. This is your spot, man. Nothing that you're gonna ask or say is gonna is gonna piss anybody off. And if it does, who cares? That's that's what this space is for. Right. Just like in a service, we'll talk about it cuss at each other, whatever we got to do to get it going and, and move on. And uh, it's worked like that pretty much yeah. since we started. Yeah, it's done yeah. a good job. It's, it's, we were all part of something. And, you know, we were part of something together. Right. And we were we were there. And now we've, we've left that thing. And, and, yeah, some of us have, have a wife or a girlfriend and we have a family, but there's that thing missing, right? There's just that thing missing. And we want to bring that back because we know that if we do that as a group, we can make not only families stronger, 
we can make the group stronger and we can prop each other up. And when you prop up a community or you prop, prop up a group of people, there's just no, there's no limit to what that group of people can do or become or feel. So I'm just, you know, civilians don't understand us, how we are. Um, they say they thank yous and right, all that stuff. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it, I've been retired now 11 years, but I've heard that for 30 plus years now. Thank you for your service. Do this. They don't understand, though, at the, the time that we're in or when we rose our hand to, to give that oath, take that oath and give our word saying, hey, we're going to defend this country with our life. That's true stuff, man. That's not a joke. You know what I mean? So I have, obviously, I have a lot of respect for anyone that's willing to put their life on the line for somebody else. And that's why I feel so comfortable. Yeah, we joke around in here with each other because of different services and stuff. And I did that, obviously, when we were in. You know what I mean? It's a big culture. Um, But trust me when I tell you, I'd lay it on the line for anybody that's in here. You know what I mean? Still to this day, you know, and if they called me tomorrow and said, hey, I need you back, I'd, I'd, I'd go. You know what I mean? Because I don't take for granted, and, and a lot of us that are in service that have seen things and done things and been at different places, we don't take for granted what this country is. I, I really don't. I, I, we're the most blessed people on this planet. Whenever you go and brush your teeth and can turn water on in your bathroom, just let it run. There's countries that don't use as much water as some people use to brush their teeth today. Right. You know what I mean? We are blessed to be here. And I didn't realize that when I was younger, obviously. A lot of us don't. Um, but in civilians, like I said, I'm not trying to knock on you. Oh, I'm, I'm a civilian. But see, but, but see you call a duty guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You got a thousand kills on Call of Duty. I mean, yeah. I just, hey, don't give me that much props. <laughs> yeah. It's not that good. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal as I've gotten older and, and been able to talk to actually younger guys under me and, and younger people that are in and, and all that. Just, man, it's tough for us. It's, we didn't join to, to, to make money, obviously. You're not, not, I don't, if you weren't rich when you got in, I guarantee you ain't rich when you're coming out. You're not this, you know, we're not congressmen and senators. That's not the way it works for us. Uh, we do this because. A lot of us wanted to get out of the life that we were in when we were younger, but we stayed because we believed in what it was all about. And, and I, you know, I did my 20 and it went by faster than I ever thought. And, and I miss it. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the, this, this is why I love this space. And this is why on Saturdays, I just like coming up here and, you know, even if I don't say a word, just comfort level for me. The stress is gone. I have no worries whenever I'm in here. And I, that's that's a big deal to me. And, and some of these older guys that are coming in here, man, they got some great stories. Oh, they you know, what stories, they've, yeah. they, they've done. And uh, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a big deal. When you know that guys that you're hanging out with, they believe in Christ. Because be honest, uh, we are Christ-centered here at this space. And uh, most of us that are in here, if God wasn't in our life, uh, either wouldn't be here or wouldn't have the families that we have. And that's definitely me. Um, and, you know, I'm new in the whole faith thing. I've probably four or five years. I'm, I've not been around it a lot like I, a lot of people in here, which is, is okay. But uh, without that part of it, I don't think that it would work, to be honest. Do you, do you feel like you guys kind of maybe have some sort of understanding of maybe what Christ is calling the church to when it comes to community and fellowship? 
you got to remember, even though we're trying to do veteran stuff, we're still trying to affect a community that does, that is not veterans. Um, and, but we want to affect those individuals. We want to be able to, because they want they have questions about us. They have questions about veterans, right? Right. You have questions about why is it that a veteran always walks in a building and looks around and s- sits in the corner with their back t- with their face always to the door? Oh, I know. I know why. Why, why is <laughs> it? A lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't. Why is it? I had a sorry. Uh, I had a. <laughs> as soon as Andrew got back from Afghanistan, we went out, you know, together, and uh, we went to a coffee shop and sat down, and we're having a great time. And then, just over to the corner, people of Middle Eastern descent, yeah. uh, speaking a different language, just. Flip the switch, and I was like, "Holy crap! I need to get Andrew out of here right now." Yeah. <laughs> and we did, but but there's just a lot. Like Andrew and I talk about the fact that he can't even experience worship in a sense of music in, in church anymore, just because of of just that, yeah. you know. And so it is just like that because my relationship with Andrew, I can I, right. yeah. I know those things, right. but yeah. But it's it's not he's not he's not the odd duck. He's, yeah, exactly. he's not. It's it's yeah. uh, you know he. I even in worship in in a crowded area, I, it's on, I, there's a time limit. I, I can't be in a crowded area. I can't be, uh, you know, when a loud bang goes off, I'm looking to see where it came from. I, I, it's not just me. It's the end. It's it's a group of. In, how do, how does that affect us? And, and you know, you're back to your question about how does that affect uh, how we're trying to envision community, and then maybe the bickering between the churches or even even at different levels. Until you've until you've maybe worn underwear for almost a month, <laughs> the same underwear for a month, or not been able to brush your teeth, or um, had dust in every crevice of your body and just can't get rid of it, the simple things in life really come to fruition pretty fast. Agreed. And uh, and, and you learn to appreciate appreciate that God has provided you with just the basic things of food, water, and shelter. And shelter may be as simple as a uh, as a corner in a blown out building, and it's just blocking you from the wind. But it's just pouring down all over your body. But you're happy that it's not you're not in the wind. It is about the basics. And then when you come home, and you try to you try to go, and then you see the world worrying about their Facebook page, or you see the world worrying about, you know, why is why is Instagram not coming up or why can't I get my Netflix up or, you know, uh, those things are, those things really aren't important. They're, it's the simple things. And then when it comes around to the church, the church and the way I view it, it's just my personal opinion is the church has to stay back at the basics, you know, the 10 commandments, right? It's a simple thing. <laughs> the 10 commandments, it's a simple thing in understanding. It's quit hurting each other. Quit, quit talking about each other, love each other, help each other out. When when you see your neighbor over there and they can't mow the lawn for some reason, how about maybe knocking on the door and go, hey, can I mow your lawn this, this weekend because I'm doing mine? Is it really going to hurt you to do that extra bit? Maybe just that little bit of community. Hey, maybe we should start knocking on our neighbor's door and maybe we should say, hey, why don't you come over for dinner today? We got extra. Because you never you never know. They may be sitting at their, de- at their table wondering where the next meal is going to come from. Maybe you should go over. Maybe we should go over and start asking about taking care of our those their children. And say, hey, when's the last time you guys were able to go out and, and actually have a night to yourselves? We'll watch your kids. 
the church. It's about propping up community. You want to know where Vets It Matter sits? It's at, where it's at the bottom tier, but it's the most important tier. We gotta support each other, and that's where that's where Vets That Matter, I believe, is going to help make a difference. We want to help the city of Sand Springs realize that we gotta quit looking at other people differently and start going. You know, they're flesh and blood, just like me. They think about the same things. They have to eat. They have to. They have to have a house. They have to have this just because they think differently and, and just because they do things differently and they're not my way. I don't know. I don't know. I grew up without a church in my life. Quite a bit, actually. And when I moved to Oklahoma, we had started, I decided that when I retired, I wanted to I wanted to get into church because I had young kids. And my oldest is now 23. But back then, when I retired, he was 12 or 13 years old. And we, I wanted my, my kids in church. I wanted them to know about God. I wanted them to learn about it because I didn't know about it. And, and I believe that if you are raised in a godly-like fashion, you're, you're more apt to be successful in, in our country, for sure. Um, my beliefs, though, back then, whenever I first got out, was that most Christians are the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen in my life. They, they say on Sunday, we need to do this and we need to act like that. But come on Monday, that same person isn't doing exactly what he told me to do yesterday. Um, so I had issues with that. And I went to a few churches around here and I just didn't match well. I wasn't from here. I was looked at different. Um, again, thank you for your service, but nobody would really try to get to know me. And it probably had something to do with my issues, too, of not trusting them. Because I'm not going to reach out and try and get to know you. My whole thought process is I got my family. I don't need you. Uh, if you ain't got time for me, I absolutely have no time for you. Guarantee it. Um, and, and until I started going to this church, which um, the only reason why I ended up going to this church was because back then my now 14-year-old, which... When we started going here, I think he was eight or nine, asked me to come to church with him and his mom one day. They had come here uh, with uh, my wife's sister was going here, and, and they liked it and came home. And he said, he asked me if I would come with them the next Sunday. And I came, and I've been coming almost every Sunday since because <clears throat> Rusty Gun is a big part of why we are what we are here at Best That Matter. And I look at him... I truly look at him as a brother of mine because he's no different than I am. At some of these churches, that the bigger guts, and you know, I'm not trying to call them out, but the bigger churches, there's so much money rolling through there um, that I think that even the pastors and the assistant pastors forget that there's people that are hurting out here while they're driving around in a G-Wagon and living in a 9,000-square-foot home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rusty Gun is no different than my family. His house, his family is no different than mine. And I think that's why I've stayed so long at Church That Matters. There are things still that I don't maybe agree with everything that he says, but he hasn't done anything to me and, and to make me want to go anywhere else. I, I just love this church. The people here remind me of the people I grew up with. I grew up poor. But I like the fact that you can come to our church dressed like that. Exactly. You know, you just dress like, like that. that. And nobody's going to say anything to yeah, I right. like that. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the way I want that's to mat- that matter to be. 
I want them to be able, if you want to come in here and you sleep in stuff, come on in. You know what I mean? Some of these places that do these pop-ups like what Vets of Matter is to help veterans, and there's a lot of them, obviously, because the VA is not doing their job. If the VA did their job, we wouldn't have a job to do. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Um, but because the VA and the government doesn't take care of us after we're done doing their bidding, um, we need places like this. And... I want my guys, when they come in here, I say my guys, they're my people. That's the way I look at it. They're my people. They're my brothers, my sisters, whatever. I truly believe that. I want them to come in here, man, and if they don't want to say anything to anybody, nobody's going to bother them. But they know that they're safe in here. And they can sit and drink coffee, hang out, just talk, and don't talk, watch TV, and feel safe. And know that the people that are in here, they got their backs. Nothing's going to happen to them while they're in here. That's that's a big deal to me in this space, you know. So that's why, again, I like coming up here and just hanging out because the stress level takes it away. You know, you get dinged when you come in here. If you got soft skin and, and you can't handle jokes, you might not want to come in here. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when you walk in here, there's love right away. But we're going to pop you. <laughs> because the Army-Navy thing will be forever. Forever. And, it will, and that's okay. That's what we are. But uh, I'm very proud of what we're doing. I really am. I I think we have a lot to do still, and obviously, you know, we are a five hundred one three C, which means we're our nonprofit. And this this building is only here because uh, some people sacrificed out of their own bank accounts to make this happen. And, and uh, you know, we run on donations, so we push for that. That's I mean, we, I don't like to try and say we beg for money, but. To keep this place open, I'll beg for money. And you know what I mean? I'll beg for money because I think that we can make people's lives better here. And there's so many people in Sand Springs. You know, we say it's for Sand Springs, but it's for everyone in the, in the area. But we're concentrating on Sand Springs, Sepulpa area. There's a lot of veterans here. Active in the Guard or and have been in or retirees. There's a bunch of us out here that don't even know we're here yet. Um, that we haven't even touched yet. Um we just have a lot of work to do still. And, and I think, you know, once we got people that they have jobs, they have families, and they have this. Um, can't put forth a lot of time that I think that we need to put in. Uh, and I'm guilty of that because I go to school full time and I've got a family and all that. Uh, I think once we just make, once I'm done with school myself, this will be my focus right here. I'll be able to just come up here and this will be what I do. Um, and I'll, I'll be able to get out there and, and, and make a difference hopefully and then we'll just drag people with us as we go you know what I mean uh, but with the guys that we've already gotten here so far I think we're doing okay you know, we've got some good people in line um, got some good ideas and we just have a good time in here when people are here you know what I mean so I, I really enjoy this place this place was uh, you know my wife and I were talking last night about maybe we should retire move to Florida this is the first thing that popped in my head, this building, when she said, we, you know, because obviously I would love to move to the beach, but leaving Vets and Matter, that, that's a, that'd be a tough one for me, because this is a big deal to me. So, I do think, though, the church, the bigger they are, especially once the money starts getting involved, and it's like any other organization, yeah. even something like this, uh, I believe once money starts being taken from it and they lose focus about what it's really about. And, and that's uh, that's sad, but it is honestly true. I haven't seen it so much at, at you know, Church of Matters. I'm not behind the scenes in, in there, though. And I don't, 
I don't want to be behind the scenes in a church. You know, my wife wants me to be uh, an elder and all that. I don't want nothing to do with it because that's just more stress that I don't need in my life. Um, and I don't want to look at this church or any church that I'm involved in differently. You know, I, I, I like the way I feel when I walk in the building every day. I like the way I feel on Sundays when I walk into my church. And that's and when I leave, I feel good. And that's all I want. I don't need to be making decisions for the church. That's not my background. That's not what I'm interested in. I don't want nothing to do with it. And I don't want to ever have to look at my church and be ashamed of what they're doing. You know what I mean? When it comes to the money side of things. I mean, you're a Navy. You're, you're used to taking it. I mean, taking orders. <laughs> so, so I get it. I get it. You don't want to make decisions. <laughs> Navy jokes. <laughs> Love to be a part of an inside joke someday. <laughs> you guys have anything else you want to say about Vets Matter? We're not going to provide a miracle here, right? We're, we're not. We're not going to provide a miracle for an individual who walks through that door. There's, right. It's not going to be a flashbang and boom, we fixed you. It's right. just not going to be that way. But what it is going to be is if you can walk, come here, if you can take that individual, whoever whoever that person is you're worried about or concerned about, or whoever that or you you are, and maybe you're just you know you're having a bad day, because I can tell you what you can ask my wife about having a bad day. And I can tell you some days it's, I can look all the way to next week. And then there are some days when I can't, when I'm struggling just to figure out how I can get in the next second. And I'm not the only one. And I know of other people who are just like that. And, and we want to provide a place where you can at least go, well, I know at least for the next hour, I have a purpose. But we're going to, we're going to take we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help individuals and we're gonna find them a way and we're gonna do what we say and we're gonna use but the more people we get in, the more we can do because it takes a group of people. Somebody's got something that we can plug into that other person and help them out, you know you know what I mean? And we're gonna be able we can do that. We can do that here. We're fitting people together already and we're making it happen. Um, and it really takes more people to just come. Come take a look. Come and see the difference. What you know? The question you walk through the door is, "What can I do today to, to make a difference in somebody else's life?" Maybe that's what I need to feel better. Maybe if I could just make a difference with somebody else for the next second. Yeah, because you can see the new people that are coming in when they walk in the door. They're kind of leery, which you know I understand that. You know, but. It doesn't, and you've seen it also when they do come in, it doesn't take them very long to feel comfortable in here. Um, because I think right away they realize that this is where they belong. And, and that's, a, that's a big deal to us. You know, we, most of us miss the brotherhood, uh, the camaraderie, the talking, just hanging out aspect of, of being in service. I know I did. I miss, I miss that more than anything is, is the, just the BS sessions and having fun, you know, there, it wasn't always hard, you know what I mean? They right. had a good time, but I know that, you know, we're big on family here and, and I just want to say, you know, families are welcome in this space. A lot of places, uh, it's, it's not a family oriented, uh, Bring your kids. Yeah. It's not Bring like that kids, in a lot yeah. of spots. Uh, we have this, is, this is definitely here for, for the families too. We want them to come in and hang out and, and enjoy the space and, and the people that are in the space because, you know, I want to share life with some of these guys for the rest of my life. I, you know what I mean? This is, this right. is my family now. And, uh, 
getting to know people and, and, and hang out with people that are just like me makes my life a lot easier. And, uh, you know, because when I got out, I didn't utilize any of my VA benefits. I, I, for 10 years, I didn't do any VA. I was perfect. I thought I was fine. And I was not. I had issues, that anger issues and trust issues and everything, which almost cost me my family. And uh, getting in here and talking with some guys and, you know, getting to meet some other people that have dealt with other issues, figured out that I am messed up. And because of the guys that I've met in this group, it's changed my life. It's changed my life because I am now, you know, I'm 80% disabled and I'm able now to do more to help what we're trying to do here. It doesn't matter because of the income that I have. I, I don't have to focus on work all the time. You know, I'm going to school to get HR to put veterans back to work. That's my number one goal when I start working in this building all the time is to put veterans that need jobs back to work. That's my that's my passion. So, um, and, and I just see this, as long as, you know, I got Warren and, and guys in here that just say, hey, don't worry about it, because I do get down on, you know, as being stagnant and not doing much. Um, for somebody to, to, you know, prop me back up and say, hey, man, don't give up on us yet. You know, we're doing things. And, and, and then the next thing you know, something like last night happens, and it just, boom, man, God's back in it. You know what I mean? Right. He's back in my heart again. He's doing things for best of matter. And, and we're going to make a difference. We just, I think it's limitless here. I, I'm praying that it gets so busy and we have to get a bigger space or open up another shop someplace else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because Sand Springs isn't the only place that needs stuff, something like this. And uh, with the first responder side of it, too, you know, those guys need help just as much. And they need to know that right. we care about them. You know, they... I almost became a police officer when I came out because it's such an easy transition for us. You know, coming out of uniform, going right back into uniform and the military whole thing that goes with being a police officer, man, I could have slid right into that life like nobody's business, and a lot of us do. I'm glad that I didn't because they didn't, they make no money for what they do. <laughs> I mean, for what they do. I mean, if you break it down, military doesn't make That's true. Money. That's true. But they just hang out here in their local area, whereas I got on a ship and I went to China or went to Thailand. Or, you know, I went someplace, whereas, you know, you're a cop in Sand Springs, you're going to hang out in the parking lot somewhere. Uh, I'm good. Um, and I don't have that good of luck. I probably would have been shot and killed within the first year. So, but... A lot of those guys are just like us. They were military in the in the serve, or and now they're cops or firefighters or whatever, and they need a place like this. And I, you know, I can't push it hard enough for uh, first responders to, to open up and, and just come on in, man. You're going to have a lot of good people that you're going to get to meet, and uh, I'm excited about our future for sure. You know, on that uniform aspect. Uh you Navy guys know McDonald's also wears uniforms, right? <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> and it kind of looks the same. It does. Right? It does, doesn't it? Does. it? <laughs> what are you there? I don't, I'm just laughing at the fact that every, any chance Andrew has some to say a Navy right? chance. Oh, any man. chance, man. <laughs> I don't know. I could have gone a lot more places. Man. I know, but this is a PG-13 show, right? For the most part. Yeah. Though we've had had some reviews <laughs> that said otherwise. And I thought, 
Got that a little close, huh? I guess so. I appreciate you guys doing this. It's pretty cool. I've, I've never done one. He's never done one. When you get all this ready to go, and it's, let let me know because I got some guys that want to kind of listen to what this is about. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we can help. You know, with just some program. connections and get some more guys on on board with what you guys are doing. Yeah, sure. Help you out with that. Oh, sure. Well, to find out more about vets that matter, we'll have some links in the description so you can click on them and follow them. Give them money so they don't have to beg. Please give us money. That would be <laughs> great. Well, there he just went and ruined it and begged. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. He begs, so. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>